Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host, Cheryl Rice, for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small business. And in this episode, we're tackling video, but not in the technical how-to way. Our guest, Justin Mashuda of Shuda Productions, is here to chat about the real business value of video and how to shift into a more inclusive story-based approach. So if you like what you hear, you can hear more when you subscribe to Market Space on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and have each new episode delivered directly to your favorite device. And here we go. Market Space episode number nine, how to use videos on your website the right way with Justin Mashuda. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Market Space. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing? I am well, thanks, Cheryl. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. So today we are going to be talking about something that is becoming much more prevalent, you know, particularly through the time of, of COVID when everything was moving online and for a number of other reasons too, but we're going to talk about video online and how everyone is really taking part in that so much more now than they used to, like in the in the age of TikTok and everything. I think people are getting really comfortable being on camera, um, you know, putting their, their products and services on camera. But um, there are probably a few things that people need to know before they jump in with both feet, right? Oh, sure. And, you know, as somebody who prefers to really be behind the camera, um, I like to be behind the scenes. I'm really in awe of everyone and their acceptance of video and their comfort level in front of video um, and those who are so good at using video for their businesses. So, um, you know, there are things, you know, there are explainer videos out there now, customer service videos, promotional videos. And I think the value that it brings on top of its already uh, enormous value of storytelling is the fact that it's connecting us. We're seeing people, we're seeing each other in a time when, um, you know, connection is not the easiest. Um, and so that's why I'm really excited that our our guest is with us today. Um, Justin Mashuda of Shuda Productions is a local uh, Connecticut visual storyteller. Um, and he and I were introduced by a mutual friend about a year ago, right as COVID hit, right at the very beginning. Um, and from the first time that we talked, I knew that he and I uh, synced with how we looked at marketing and um, how video is so integral within the position of marketing your business. Um, we have worked on a couple of client projects together and we're currently working on one right now. And I have referred Justin to a number of contacts and all of the, um, feedback I get from working with him is always so glowing, um, not only for how he is to work with, but also the outcome for the, um, organization and, and for what he actually produces. So I'll stop talking now and let, uh, Justin get a word in here, um, and share a little bit about his, his background. So welcome. We're thrilled that you're on our uh, podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. It's it's awesome to be here. It's my first podcast. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved in video, Justin? Well, it started probably early 2000s. I started doing visual effects. So special effects, explosions and blood splatters and everything that's fun. And friends <laughs> and I would make movies and I would do all the effects for it. And then it branched from there until probably like... I want to say in 2015, 2016, I started picking up a camera and learning how to how to operate one, how it works, camera angles, lighting, 
of different types of lighting can set atmosphere and mood and and also editing another important aspect of it all and then that's what i've been doing ever since 2015 i've been on my own doing video production so good six years it's amazing how time flies right i know yeah. it's crazy yeah so you know when we first chatted um during our first introductory call to each other you and i geeked out and connected over our um you know our admiration and affinity for this model of of marketing um called story brand um developed by a gentleman named donald miller and i'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners have heard of him but it really showcases the way that story is a perfect medium for helping customers and prospects see the value in what you as a business owner offer. Um, so Justin, can you tell us a little bit about that concept and then how you take that and translate it into the work that you do with your clients? Sure. It's, it's like one of the easiest ways to, to clarify your message that I found. And like, I, I read marketing books before I discovered Donald Miller and it was so convoluted and nebulous to me. And then once you read this, it's like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense, especially coming from my background. So it, it, the, the, the rough workflow of it all is you have a character who has a problem, who meets a guide, you give them a plan, then you give them a call to action, and then you show how their life ends either in success or ends in failure. That's like the rough pipeline of it all. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I, I give it to my clients. I have them sit down with it and fill out their own workbook and they work with it themselves. And then I come in and give um, points and feedback on that to help them clarify their message. So tell me a little bit about how you translate that into video though. You know, how do you, how, how does that flow out? Um, once you've worked with a client, are there certain types of uh, videos that work better at different stages of the, of the story? Um, and then who's that guide? Who is typically that guide? The client is the guide. The client. Always. So you're never the hero. Never. The business owner is not the hero. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I think that's important for us to know. You know, the the, the hero, because it, it does go back to the story, the, um, he, um, story archetype, you know, the way that story has been and all of our um, oral traditions have been passed down through the thousands of generations. Right. Um, right. And, and all, and so there's always a hero that faces adversity and then either triumphs or, or doesn't. But um, tell me a little bit about how you translate that into video work. So basically that's, that's your entire marketing message. And we just take that and literally just use the same type of language in the video itself. It's, it's not, it's not more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. And how do clients, you know, when you start talking to them about this, you know, business owners, are they relieved that it's not more complicated than this? Or does it, does it feel like it's, it should be more complicated because, you know, to get the value out of it? Yeah. Often they're, they're surprised a lot of the time. They're like, oh wait, so we're running a story. We're not, we're not getting into marketing. We're doing a story. Like, well, no, it is. It's both. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of the same, right? Now, exactly. Yeah. So when you um, when you go to produce videos for um, you know for businesses, that's got to be kind of intimidating for for the clients because I mean it sounds like you're going in to make some you know long ten fifteen minute you know <laughs> epics kind of story. What are the different kinds of videos that you make for websites? Because I'm sure the story can be told 
um, you know, in very short form and medium form in different places? Like what are different ways of using video on websites? Sure. So we usually take that, that marketing message and tie it into a sales funnel. So a lot of us hopefully know that the first level of the sales funnel is the awareness portion. And the best video for that would be an explainer video, which is just a high level overview of what you do or how you're going to make someone else's life better. And then from there, we go on to the consideration phase, which we tie into like product videos, demo videos, testimonials, how to's case studies. And then we work our way into the purchase or retention phase of the um, sales funnel. And that's, you know, why are you the best solution? So videos that work here are like frequently asked questions, thank you videos, product updates, all testimonials can also tie into this realm too. So Justin, tell me a little bit more about the explainer videos. What can you, can you explain the explainer videos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just a high level view of how you're going to make someone's life better. It's, it's very, it's, you're not getting into the details of how the product works. You're just giving them, you're telling them what their problem is and how you're going to solve it. And that's basically your explainer. You can either do it animated or you can do it with the live action. And so it, I would imagine it connects emotionally with people. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you go about doing something animated? Animated, you can, you can get so much more in there, especially if it's a really complex topic. You can show it really easy with like a vector type art style. Justin, how hard is it to get people to participate in video, to translate their story into a, the visual aspect, you know, business owners, getting them convinced that they can stand in front of the camera and feel comfortable? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's probably case by case, but are there any, it is. you know, opportunities? I mean, I know as, you know, from, for me. I'd much rather be behind the mic with no video aspect of it and just talk because I don't, don't like looking at myself. And I think we're all similar, you know, we're all getting that zoom fatigue because we're constantly seeing ourselves on the other side. Um, right. So is there, is there any kind of tips or tricks that you have to make people feel a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera? No. No. <laughs> the best way to make them feel comfortable is tell them you don't have to be in it. And a lot of times they oh, really? I don't? And like, no, no, we can do an animated version of you or we can do just a different animated character, something that you like, or just have someone else provide a voiceover even if you don't even want to lend your voice to the video. It's, you know, there's no pressure. You do not have to be in the video. Yeah, so there's a lot of flexibility there that people probably haven't thought about because they see um, – well, they probably see competitors for one thing out there doing videos, and maybe they find that a little bit, a little bit intimidating to do the same thing. But I guess you're saying they don't necessarily have to do the same thing. There's a lot of room for creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, can you think of any clients, if you can share, <laughs> um, maybe any clients that you've worked with that um, that you were especially proud of what you were able to produce for them, or maybe they they were able to think outside the box a little bit. Sure. One of the most successful ones I had was uh, working with either Always Home, which is a nonprofit and mystic, which helps with uh, area homelessness. And every year for the past, since I started, we've been doing gala videos. And as time has gone on, the, the messages has been getting clearer and clearer. But those videos year over year 
have generated more money for them than what they get in their entire year of, you know, asking for donations and whatnot. Same with working with Fairview and Groton. We did one gala video for them last year in that same exact story. They, the ROI on that video alone was well worth it for them. And why do you think that is? I mean, is it that people connect with seeing the reality of what they're giving to or what they're getting themselves involved in? Yeah, you're really connecting with them at their, you know, the philanthropic side of them and, and, and tying to that. Maybe they knew someone that was also in that position that was close to them, or maybe they themselves were in that position at one time. But when they hear those stories, it's like, wow, like, you know, this is now I can do something with this. Yeah, the personal connection, I think, is where we really, where the video makes it so much more powerful. You know, you can see a picture, but when you hear the actual person's voice, as well as you understand their story, I think that that really helps. Um, so get, kind of getting a little bit back to what you were talking about, the, the different stages within, you know, the the journey of the buying decision. Um, and we talked about explainer videos and then you talked about, you know, uh, the consideration stage and the videos that go along with that. Where is the best place or uh, most valuable place for having produced videos like what you do versus those quick, you know, off the cuff type of, uh, you know, less production uh, type of videos that we're seeing too? Sure. So like the, the videos that you do yourself on your iPhone, those are great. You can use them for your vlogs, for quick product updates to just keep in touch, like a personal one-to-one. If uh, someone sends you their email address or you make a new contact, you can just reach out to them, record yourself in a video and say, Hey, Julie, thanks for reaching out. You know, I really appreciate it, et cetera, et cetera. iPhones are great for that. Where you want the professional video is all the video that lives on your website. So your explainer videos, your testimonials, your product demos, your product updates, and all any video that sits on your website that is part of your sales funnel should be professional. That makes total sense. So tell me too, because I know we've you and I have talked about this, you know, video is getting more prevalent to be used as background as well as a, a way for people to, you know, see something different. So you're not using just a static image. What do you think about uh, videos on on headers and and other places where they're not the focal point, uh, but they are background to the message. Do you think they're helpful? No, <laughs> it's it's a very controversial because it's it's pretty, it looks good, but at the same time, even I myself, when I see it on websites, I find myself distracted. Like I get sucked in, and then I can't concentrate on anything else on the web page. If I scroll down a little bit and I'm trying to read what's next and I can still see a sliver of it on the top, I'm done. I'm out of there. I can't, I cannot focus on it if it's there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I try to discourage my clients from using that um, type of video because again, it's, it's, it goes back to almost the rotator or sliders, you know, that we're, we're so used to seeing too. It's a distraction to the main either written message or additional video messaging and other images that you're going to be using on the page. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. there's also the, the involuntary autoplay videos that were that were so prominent there for a while. I, those are totally out of vogue now, right? Don't Especially the, the autoplays with audio and all that. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> we, once and for all, we can put a put a nail in that. Well, I think too. I mean, there's aspects to that just don't work on mobile. You know, and um, you know, you're in the middle of 
you know, scrolling at six in the morning when you first wake up and all of a sudden you have this giant, really loud autoplay and, you know, wakes up everyone else in the house. I don't think that's the way you want to be doing it. And you, do, you certainly don't want to be intrusive to people and you want them to engage with the video in the right way. Literally happened to my wife and me this morning. <laughs> Did she wake you up or you wake her up? I woke her up. <laughs> Yeah. Scrolling, thinking your audio is off. Nope. Yeah. Oh, God. And then you're blasted. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were talking about the importance of, you know, having a good quality professional video when it's, you know, representing your brand on your website. And, that, you know, that's definitely desirable. But I know a lot of the people who listen to us just just aren't quite there yet. You know, maybe they're they're building up toward having a budget for that type of thing. But maybe the, what you've said about those iPhone videos, you know, maybe they find that intriguing. Do you have any uh, tips and tricks for people who, you know, are going to have to shoot their own videos for a while? It's, you know, how can they, they make it as good as possible until they can really, you know, do something that's worth spotlighting on their website? Sure. There's the the first thing I would say is get a, a microphone that works with your phone because uh, good audio is far more important than good video. Have to have good audio. That's and interesting. Second, yeah. mm -hmm. And if you're if you're passionate about it and you find yourself really getting into wanting to make video, try to just check out some tutorials on YouTube or lynda.com just that give you the very basic overview of of you know what to look for for like composition say how what's a good frame look like if you want to go that far into it yeah and lighting is important too i think lighting yeah. is another good one you don't don't stand in front of a brightly lit window just don't do it because yeah. you're going to be completely black and the background's going to be blown out and we're not going to be able to see you yeah and that's one of those things that's not too hard to fix you know just get get somewhere where the light source is going towards your face and yeah, yeah I, I like to keep windows. Windows offer great natural light. It's it's soft, and just keep it to like uh, if you think about a clock, keep it to your like two o'clock or ten o'clock, just to give some more dimension to the light on your face. The shadow that it will create on your face is better than if you're standing directly in front of the window. Then you're just going to look flat and boring. You know, there's been a lot of. Uh, I, I'm thinking about the. Uh, the online, uh, the Twitter guy, Room Raider, that that rates people's uh, uh, their Zoom rooms, you know, when they're or their whatever rooms <laughs> when they're being interviewed. But um, that has really emphasized, I think, the importance of background too. I mean, it's not that hard to put together a decent background to make sure there's nothing that's terribly distracting behind you, or that you're not doing what he calls uh, hostage videos, or you're just, <laughs> you know, really up close against a, a plain wall, you know, and you look like you're frightened. So yeah, yeah, you don't want to be up against a wall by any means. No, <laughs> it, think about it, like, put your back to the L of the room. And give yourself that gives you the most depth you can out of a room. So be in the middle of the room with your back facing an L portion of the room, and that's going to create itself a little bit more dynamic and a better looking picture. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I actually was on a, a webinar recently with a guy who was representing a very large consulting firm, and we know we're working from home. We get that. But in his background was his bathroom door. And the door was open and all I could see were towels on the floor. The it, it was quite a mess. And then oh, no. the oh, other no. side of it was his um his dresser with stuff hanging out of it. And I'm like, 
did he not look? Did he think, you know, I thought, well, maybe he thinks he's on green screen and he's chosen the right Zoom background. But I was like, I couldn't concentrate on the message that he was telling me because of the fact that all I wanted to do was go clean up his house. it is a distraction though i mean you know it's something to think about and like we said with the lighting you know it's not that hard to to fix just find a place where there's something you know something of interest behind you but not distracting and you know kind of nice looking and if there's something messy kind of straighten it up you know these are things that you know like we said from the very beginning people are getting a little bit more used to now because we are on video calls we're on Zoom, you know, there's there's a level of comfort now with video that, you know, we just didn't have. I remember, like, the first Zoom thing that I did at the beginning of the of the pandemic, I was really scared. I had no level of comfort at all with this, and now it's like most phone calls. You kind of assume, well, let's just jump on where we can see each other. So, okay, do you yeah. use green screen backgrounds? You know what? I don't mainly because my computer is too old. So, Justin, you know, one of the coolest things when we first met, you told me that you were not only a pilot, which I'm very envious about because I want to become one myself, but that you're also a drone pilot. So how did you get involved with that? And what does that do with, you know, how do you tie that all together with your business um, and what you, you know, how you work with clients? Sure. I, um, that was the first camera I got actually was a drone. It was uh, 2015. I was like, "Ah, this looks awesome. I got to get into this. And in order to legally commercially fire a drone at that time, you had to become a pilot. That's how I got my pilot's certificate was doing that for the UAS. And now you just have to take a test for a UAS and you're in. Oh. <laughs> Much easier and cheaper. <laughs> of course. And I use it uh, for my clients. Usually when I started, it was for real estate. So obvious obvious reasons there. Other, other ways is just you really don't use it a lot. It's it's great for those establishing shots. Like if a business is located in a in a really cool location, you can grab that from high. And but one misnomer, people use drones. They think, you know, the higher up you go, the cooler it is, but it, I feel the the lower you go is often cooler. So even 15 feet or 20 feet, not 400 feet. It might it sounds the opposite if you're if you're talking about it like oh no 400 feet would be really cool yeah it is but you're showing a business or a certain landscape i think just you know 50 and under is is really good it's a new perspective i mean that's that's what's kind of cool about it i guess absolutely yeah yeah and if we're driving by or if it's a brick and mortar place we're gonna we're not gonna be looking at it from above you know we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna be trying to find it based on the visuals we've seen in the video so you want it to be recognizable (laughs) Do you use it also for like B-roll? Sometimes. Sometimes sometimes we use it for B-roll. But usually if it's, we'll be on, you know, like a gimbal to get the the close-ups of usually the product or someone providing the service that they they provide. Unless you're like, unless we do a video for like a a lumber company, then we're probably going to take the drone out and get up high and show them. Like for right now, I'm working with uh, AZ Core. And I've been filming over near Quonset Airport, and they're making this a gigantic building that I can't tell you what it is. Oh, we won't. We won't. <laughs> but I, that they want specific drone once a month of the of the site, and over time I put all that together, and at the end you have a time lapse of the construction of the building. It looks really cool. So, Justin, we've talked a lot about the different 
applications of video, but if a small business is looking to either think about integrating video into their marketing mix or specifically getting into what kind of videos they can use on their website for the different stages um, of their customer buying cycle, um, what's the best way for people to either plan for or start really thinking about it or connect, you know, maybe some planning that they do before they connect with a videographer? So the first thing you should look at is your budget. How much do you want to spend on getting your video off the ground? Prices can range anywhere from 2000 to 10000 for a video. So just for small business only. So take that into consideration and say, just figure out how much you want to spend. And then what's a timeline like when you start to work with a videographer? I mean, it can range. It's, I get that, you know, per, per situation. <laughs> Um, but you know, is there, I mean, it can't be done tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Usually I give about two weeks for one video start to finish okay. and that's pre-production, production, post-production. Post well, thanks Justin. This was really good information for, you know, small business owners and what they can consider, uh, as part of not only how they communicate with their, um, customers and prospects on their website, but also what they need to consider about, you know budget and timeline and everything like that when they're um, bringing in a professional. So tell me, how can people connect with you? Sure. My website is shootaproductions.com, S-H-U-T-A productions.com. My Instagram is also the same name. I'd post a lot of my 3D artwork on there. And on Facebook, it's Shooter Productions. Super. And we'll get all your contact information in our show notes, as well as a nice headshot caricature review, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, and really appreciate you being here today. I'd love to have you back when we get to be talking more about sales funnels so that we get we can talk deeper and deeper and what actually goes into each part of that funnel. So that would be fun to, to dig into a little bit further. Yeah, I'd love that. Thanks for having me. Super. Thank you, Justin. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode of Market Space will be delivered right to you. And visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links. That's marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. Market Space is a production of Inc. Creative.